we would like to welcome everybody to tonight's Zoom meeting on Nephi and Christ Priesthood Power and Gadianton and Destruction. And we'll start in Helaman 6, starting in verse 1. And it came to pass that when the 60 and second year of the reign of the judges had ended, all these things had happened, and the Lamanites had become the more part of them a righteous people. And if you remember <coughs> from last time, we finished with the prison guards coming to Nephi and his brother Lehi, who had been imprisoned to kill them. And miraculously, fire came down from heaven and surrounded Nephi and Lehi. And the voice of the father came to the 300 who were assembled at the prison. And the father bore witness of his son, Jesus Christ, and a thick uh, darkness came down and surrounded the 300 and they were paralyzed with fear and could not flee. And there was one among them, Aminadab, who they asked, what should they do to be delivered from this darkness? And Aminadab told them that they needed to cry out unto the voice until they had faith in Jesus Christ. And as they cried out unto God, um, the cloud of darkness dispersed. Pillars of fire came down and surrounded each person there. Angels came down from the heavens and ministered to them as the 300 received the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. And whether this was performed by Nephi and Lehi or by those angels, you know, it is the same. For as we find out in DNC 76, verse 52, the ordinance of baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, must be performed by a man who has been ordained and sealed to this power. That by keeping the commandments, they might be washed and cleansed from all their sins and receive the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands of him who is ordained and sealed unto this power. And again, this ordinance can only be performed during an open dispensation, which is defined as a man on the earth having been ordained and sealed to the first order of Melchizedek priesthood or the apostolic order of Melchizedek priesthood. If we go to DNC 84 verses 19 through 21, um, we see the uh, laying out of this principle. And this greater priesthood, the apostolic order of Melchizedek priesthood, administereth the gospel. This is talking about the terrestrial order of the gospel, the church of Christ. And holdeth the key of the mysteries of the kingdom, even the key of the knowledge of God, because it has the power and authority to perform the ordinance of baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, after which a man or a woman has access to that level of revelation in the heavens to be instructed about how to part the veil and enter into Christ's presence in his glory. And this is the key of the knowledge of God, even the keys of the mysteries of the kingdom. Verse 20, therefore, in the ordinances thereof, the power of godliness is manifest. And the power of godliness being manifest to men in the flesh is the ordinance of baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. And verse 21, and without the ordinances thereof and the authority of the priesthood, the power of godliness or the ordinance of baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, is not manifest unto men in the flesh. So, 
going back to Helaman 6, um, at this time, there was an open dispensation among the Nephites, and the 300 Lamanites were able to receive the ordinance of baptism of fire, baptism of Holy Ghost, during which they were born again. And they were born again to the point where they went out and they ministered to the rest of the Lamanites to the point that practically the entire Lamanite nation was converted. Um, and not just converted, but converted to a broken heart and contrite spirit evidenced by the fact that they delivered up all of their lands that they had taken from the Nephites back to them and laid down their weapons of war. And this level of conversion, this level of being born again is the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. So this is what has just happened. And so starting again in Helaman 6, verse 1. And it came to pass that when the 60 and second year of the reign of the judges had ended, all these things had happened, and the Lamanites had become the more part of them a righteous people, insomuch that the righteousness, their righteousness did exceed that of the Nephites because of the firmness in their steadfastness in the faith. And behold, there were many of the Nephites who had become hardened and impenitent and grossly wicked, insomuch that they did reject the word of God and the preaching and prophesying which had come among them. Nevertheless, the people of the church did have great joy because of the conversion of the Lamanites, yea, because of the church of God which had been established among them. And they did fellowship one with another and did rejoice one with another and did have great joy. And so the church of God or the church of Christ is that terrestrial order of the gospel, which as we read in DNC 84, the apostolic order of Melchizedek priesthood has the power and authority to officiate in this order of the gospel and to, to perform the two major ordinances of this order of the gospel which is baptism by water, by the authority of the Melchizedek priesthood, and the ordinance of baptism of fire and baptism of the Holy Ghost, when authorized by the Holy Ghost. And they did fellowship one with another, and did rejoice one with another, and did have great joy. And it came to pass that many of the Lamanites did come down into the land of Zarahemla, and did declare unto the people of the Nephites the manner of their conversion. And it exhort them to faith and repentance. So after the Lamanites went forth and converted practically the entire Lamanite nation, they came among the apostate Nephites and began to minister unto them. And how did they minister? Uh, by relating the power of their spiritual experience. And many did preach with exceedingly great power and authority unto the bringing down of many of them into the depths of humility to be the humble followers of God and the Lamb. And being a humble follower of God and the Lamb has a direct reference to the new covenant in the Book of Mormon, which we find in 3 Nephi chapter 9. And if we go to 3 Nephi 9... The first part of verse 20. And ye shall offer for a sacrifice unto me a broken heart and contrite spirit. And whoso cometh unto me with a broken heart and contrite spirit, him will I baptize with fire and with the Holy Ghost. And 
referencing this back in verse 17. And as many as have received me to them have I given to become the sons of God. Now, this receiving Christ is defined as offering up as a sacrifice, a broken heart and contrite spirit. And we become the sons and daughters of Christ through this ordinance of baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, when Christ has pled our case before Father. And he pleads our case before Father when we demonstrate to him that we are not only willing, but that we offer up a broken heart and contrite spirit. And then he pleads our case before Father. And when he receives permission from Father to adopt us as his sons and his daughters, then is the ordinance of baptism of fire and baptism of the Holy Ghost authorized to be performed. Either by a man on this side of the veil or the other who has been ordained and sealed to the apostolic order of Melchizedek priesthood during a period of an open dispensation. Now, if we go back to Helaman chapter 6, and again in verse 5, Yea, and many did preach with exceedingly great power and authority. Now, how did they get this exceedingly great power and authority? If we go to Alma chapter 17, these are some of my favorite verses in the whole book of Mormon, because it's exactly what we need to do. Verse 2, now these sons of Mosiah were with Alma at the time the angel first appeared unto him. Therefore, Alma did rejoice exceedingly to see his brethren, and what added more to his joy, they were still his brethren in the Lord. And they had waxed strong in the knowledge of truth. Now, waxing, waxing strong in the knowledge of truth indicates that there actually is a truth, and it's not that anything goes. And, you know, I meet a lot of people that feel that anything goes and uh, what one person feels is true is is as valid as anything else. Um, However, truth is not created by man. Truth is given to us by God. So if we want to know what truth is, we have to take the Holy Spirit as our guide. And we actually have to receive the truth from God and humble ourselves and not think that whatever we create in our own mind is truth. So they had waxed strong in a knowledge of the truth. And they were men of sound understanding. And they had searched diligently the scriptures that they might know the word of God. So <clears throat> they became men of sound understanding because they had a knowledge of truth and had searched the scriptures diligently that they might find truth and be filled with the word and power of God. Verse three, but this is not all. They had given themselves to much prayer and fasting. Therefore, they had the spirit of prophecy and the spirit of revelation. And may I submit that these Lamanites that were going forth preaching and also Nephi and Lehi had done the exact same thing. But they had vo- devoted themselves to much prayer and fasting, that they had devoted themselves to diligently studying the scriptures, that they might become men of sound understanding and wax strong in the knowledge of truth. Therefore, 
they had the spirit of prophecy and the spirit of revelation. And when they taught, they taught with power and authority of God. And therefore, uh, back in Helaman 6, verse 5, Yea, and many did preach with exceeding great power and authority. And that's how they received great power and authority. And if we want to do the same, if we have desires to serve God, we are called to the work. And we can work shoulder to shoulder with God's end time servants in preaching with great power and authority, the doctrine of Christ. But if we're going to get that great power and authority, we have to do it exactly as all who have attained to it before us have done. Searching diligently the scriptures, fasting and praying that we might receive the gifts of prophecy and revelation. That when we preach, we might preach with exceedingly great power and authority unto the bringing down of many of them into the depths of humility. And again, this bringing down many of them to the depths of humility is inviting them to enter into the new covenant of a broken heart and contrite spirit that they also might receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. To be the humble followers of God and the Lamb. And verse 6, And it came to pass that many of the Lamanites did go into the land northward. And also Nephi and Lehi went in the land northward to preach unto the people, and thus ended the sixty and third year. And behold, there was peace in all the land insomuch that the Nephites did go into whatsoever part of the land they would, whether among the Nephites or the Lamanites. And it came to pass that the Lamanites did also go whithersoever they would, whether it were among the Lamanites or among the Nephites. And thus they did have free intercourse one with another to buy and to sell and to get gain according to their desire. And it came to pass that they became exceedingly rich, both the Lamanites and the Nephites, and they did have an exceeding plenty of gold and of silver and of all manner of precious metals, both in the land south and in the land north. And now in verse verse 14, and in the 60 and fifth year, they did also have great joy and peace, yea, much preaching and many prophecies concerning that which was to come. And thus passed away the 60 and fifth year. And it came to pass that in the 60 and sixth year of the reign of the judges, behold, Sezoram was murdered by an unknown hand as he sat upon the judgment seat. And it came to pass that in that same year that his son, who had been appointed by the people in his stead, was also murdered. And thus ended the 60 and sixth year. And in the commencement of the 60 and seventh year, the people began to grow exceedingly wicked again. For behold, the Lord had blessed them so long with riches of the world that they had not been stirred up to anger, to wars, nor to bloodshed. Therefore, they began to set their hearts upon their riches. Yea, they began to seek to get gain, that they might be lifted up one above another. Therefore, they began to commit secret murders, and to rob and to plunder, that they might get gain. And now behold, these murderers and plunderers were a band who had been formed by Kishkumen and Gadianton. And now it had come to pass that there were many even among the Nephites of Gadianton's band. But behold, they were more numerous among the more wicked part of the Lamanites, and they were called Gadianton's robbers and murderers. And it was they who did murder the chief judge Sezoram and his son, 
while in the judgment seat. And behold, they were not found. And now it came to pass that when the Lamanites found that there were robbers among them, they were exceedingly sorrowful, and they did use every means in their power to destroy them off the face of the earth. But behold, Satan did stir up the hearts of the more part of the Nephites, insomuch that they did unite with those bands of robbers and did enter into their covenants and their oaths, that they would protect and preserve one another in whatsoever difficult circumstance they should be placed, that they would not suffer for their murders and their plunderings and their stealings. And this is a classic definition of a secret combination. Those who use murder, theft, and intrigue to gain power. And it came to pass that they did have their signs, yea, their secret signs and their secret words. And this that they might distinguish a brother who had entered into the covenant, that whatsoever wickedness his brother should do, he should not be injured by his brother, nor by those who did belong to his band and had taken this covenant. And thus they might murder and plunder and steal and commit whoredoms and all manner of wickedness, contrary to the laws of their country and also the laws of their God. And whosoever of those who belong to their band should reveal unto the world of their wickedness and their abominations should be tried, not according to the laws of their country, but according to the laws of their wickedness, which had been given by Gadianton and Kishkuman. Now behold, it is these secret oaths and covenants, which Alma commanded his son should not go forth unto the world, lest they should be a means of bringing down the people unto destruction. Now behold, these secret oaths and covenants did not come forth unto Gadianton from the records, which were delivered unto Helaman. But behold, they were put into the heart of Gadianton by the same being who did entice our first parents to partake of the forbidden fruit. Yea, that same being who did plot with Cain, that if he would murder his brother Abel, it should not be known unto the world. And he did not. And he did plot with Cain and his followers from that time forth. And also it is that same being who put it into the hearts of the people to build a tower sufficiently high that they might get to heaven. And it was that same being who led on the people who came from that tower into this land, who spread the works of darkness and abominations over all the face of the land until he dragged the people down to an entire destruction and to an everlasting hell. Yea, it is that same being who put into the heart of Gadianton to still carry on the work of darkness and of secret murder. And he has brought it forth from the beginning of man, even down to this time. And behold, it is he who is the author of all sin. And behold, he doth carry on his works of darkness and secret murder and doth hand down their plots and their oaths and their covenants and their plans of awful wickedness from generation to generation, according as he can get hold upon the hearts of the children of men. And now behold, he had got great hold upon the hearts of the Nephites, yea, insomuch that they had become exceedingly wicked Yea, the more part of them had turned out of the way of righteousness and to trample under their feet the commandments of God and to turn unto their own ways and to build up unto themselves idols of their gold and their silver. And it came to pass that all these iniquities did come unto them in the space of not many years, insomuch that a more part of it had come unto them in the sixty and seventh year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. And they did grow in their iniquities in the 60 and 8th year also, and the great sorrow and lamentation of the righteous. And thus we see, and just as a note, whenever we see, and thus we see, that is Mormon making a commentary 
on the lessons that we should learn from this history. And thus we see that the Nephites did begin to dwindle in unbelief and grow in wickedness and abominations, while the Lamanites began to grow exceedingly in the knowledge of their God. Yea, they did, they did begin to keep his statutes and commandments, to walk in truth and uprightness before him. And thus we see that the spirit of the Lord began to withdraw from the Nephites because of the wickedness and hardness of their hearts. And thus we see that the Lord began to pour out his spirit upon the Lamanites because of the easiness and the willingness to believe in his words. And it came to pass that the Lamanites did hunt the band of robbers of Gadianton, and they did preach the word of God among the more wicked part of them, insomuch that this band of robbers was utterly destroyed from among the Lamanites. So again, it came to pass that Lamanites did hunt the band of robbers of Gadianton, and they did preach the word of God among the more wicked part of them insomuch that this band of robbers was utterly destroyed from among the Lamanites. And it came to pass that on the other hand, that the Nephites did build them up and support them, beginning at the more wicked part of them, until they had overspread all the land of the Nephites, and had seduced the more part of the righteous until they had come down to believe in their works and partake of their spoils, and to join with them in their secret murders and combinations. And thus they did obtain the sole management of the government, insomuch that they did trample under their feet and smite and rend and turn their backs upon the poor and the meek and the humble followers of God. And thus we see that they were in an awful state and ripening for an everlasting destruction. And it came to pass that thus ended the 16th and 8th year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. Chapter 7. Behold, now it came to pass that the 69th year of the reign of the judges over the people of the Nephites, that the Nephi, the son of Helaman, returned to the land of Zarahemla from the land northward. Now this is the same Nephi that had been imprisoned with his brother Lehi at the time of the conversion of the 300, which led to the conversion of the entire Lamanite nation. And ultimately, the destruction of the Gadianton robbers from among that people. For he had been forth among the people who were in the land northward and had preached the word of God unto them and had prophesied many things unto them. And they did reject all his words insomuch that he could not stay among them, but returned again unto the land of his nativity. And seeing the people in a state of such awful wickedness, and those Gadianton robbers filling the judgment seats, having usurped the power and authority of the land, laying aside the commandments of God and not in the least a right before him, doing no justice unto the children of men, condemning the righteous because of the righteousness, letting the guilty and the wicked go unpunished because of their money. And may I submit that we can draw a direct parallel to the state of the Nephites at this time and our own people in America. Condemning the righteous because of the righteousness, letting the guilty and the wicked go unpunished because of their money, and moreover to be held in office at the head of the government, to rule and to do according to their wills that they might get gain and glory of the world. 
and moreover, that they might more easily commit adultery and steal and kill and do according to their own wills. And now this great iniquity had come upon the Nephites in the space of not many years. And when Nephi saw it, his heart was swollen with sorrow within his breast. And he did exclaim in the agony of his soul, Oh, that I could have had my, my days in the days of my father, Nephi, first came out of the land of Jerusalem, that I could have joyed with him in the promised land. Then were his people easy to be entreated, firm to keep the commandments of God, and slow to be led to do iniquity. And they were quick to hearken unto the words of the Lord. And if my days could have been in those days, then would my soul have had joy in the righteousness of my brethren. And behold, I am consigned that these are my days, and that my soul shall be filled with sorrow because of this wickedness of my brethren. And behold, now it came to pass that it was upon a tower, which was in the garden of Nephi, which was by the highway which led to the chief market, which was in the city of Zarahemla. Therefore, Nephi had bowed himself upon the tower, which was in the garden, which tower was also near unto the garden gate, which led by the highway. And it came to pass that there were certain men passing by and saw Nephi as he was pouring out his soul unto God upon the tower. And they ran and told the people what they had seen. And the people came together in multitudes that they might know the cause of so great mourning for the wickedness of the people. And now when Nephi arose, he beheld the multitudes of people who had gathered together. And it came to pass that he opened his mouth and said unto them, Behold, why have ye gathered yourselves together that I may tell you of your iniquities? Yea, because I have got upon my tower that I might pour out my soul unto my God, because the exceeding sorrow of my heart, which is because of your iniquities, and because of my mourning and lamentation, ye have gathered yourselves together and do marvel. Yea, and ye have great need to marvel. Yea, ye ought to marvel because ye are given away that the devil has got so great hold upon your hearts. Yea, how could you have given way to the enticings of him who is seeking to hurl away your souls down to everlasting misery and endless woe? Oh, repent ye, repent ye. Why will ye die? Turn ye, turn ye unto the Lord your God. Why has he forsaken you? It is because you have hardened your hearts, which is the opposite of a broken heart and contrite spirit. Yea, ye will not hearken to the voice of the good shepherd. Yea, ye have provoked him to anger against you. Now, I would seek to draw a parallel in our own LDS church history. In DNC 84. Verse 54. And your minds in past times have been darkened because of unbelief and because you have treated lightly the things that you have received, which vanity and unbelief have brought the whole church under condemnation. And this condemnation resteth upon the children of Zion, even all. And they shall remain under this condemnation until they repent and remember the new covenant in the Book of Mormon. And I've commented many times on this, but there was a scribal error and one word was left out and that's in, and it changes the entire meaning. The Book of Mormon isn't the New Covenant. The New Covenant is comprised of two oaths. The oath which God gives us to give back to him is the sacrifice of a broken heart and contrite spirit, which must be received by revelation. 
And the oath that God makes back to us is that we will be baptized with fire and with the Holy Ghost. This is what the Latter-day Saints had rejected, and this is what the Nephites had also rejected. And the former commandments which I have given them, not only to say, but to do according to that which I have written. So it's not enough to say, Father, I desire to offer up as a sacrifice my broken heart and contrite spirit. But then as he gives us the experiences which would allow us to do that, we also have to follow up with our actions to both say and to do. And that's what it means to feast upon the words of Christ. Verse 58, that they may bring forth fruit meat for their father's kingdom. Now, what does that mean? What is bringing forth fruit meat for their father's kingdom? Well, in scripture, we have many um, allegories and parables of vineyards and bringing forth good fruit. And in the vast majority of them, the bringing forth good fruit is the people entering into the new covenant of broken heart, contrite spirit, and receiving the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, at which time they become Christ's sons and his daughters. And becoming Christ's sons and daughters through the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, is bringing forth fruit, meat for their father's kingdom, that Christ might lay it up unto himself. Otherwise, there remaineth a scourge and a judgment to be poured out upon the children of Zion. Or in other words... And this, prof, this uh, section of the Doctrine and Covenants was given in 1832. The Lord is saying, if you do not repent and return, Latter-day Saints, you are going to proceed from condemnation to covenant curse. That is the scourge and the judgment. And the scourge and the judgment is to be demoted from the fullness of the gospel to the preparatory gospel. And then ultimately to become rejected as a church with our dead. For shall the children of the kingdom pollute my holy land? Verily I say unto you, nay. Going back to Helaman chapter 7. Verse 16. Yea, how could you have given way to the enticing of him who is seeking to hurl away your souls down to everlasting misery and endless woe? Oh, repent ye, repent ye. Why will ye die? Turn ye, turn ye unto the Lord your God. Why has he forsaken you? It is because you have hardened your hearts, just as the Latter-day Saints did, and just as the children of Israel did under Moses. Yea, ye will not hearken unto the voice of the good shepherd. Yea, ye have provoked him to anger against you. And behold, instead of gathering you, Except ye will repent, behold, he shall scatter you forth, that ye shall become meat for dogs and wild beasts. Oh, how could you have forgotten your God in that very day that he has delivered you? But behold, it is to get gain, to be praised of men, yea, that ye might get gold and silver. And ye have set your hearts upon the riches and the vain things of the world, for the which ye do murder and for the which ye do murder and plunder and steal and bear false witness against your neighbor and do all manner of iniquity. And for this cause, woe shall come unto you, except ye shall repent. For if you will not repent, behold this great city and also those great cities which are around about, which are in the land of our possession, shall be taken away, that ye shall have no place in them. 
For behold, the Lord will not grant unto you strength as he hath hitherto done to stand against your enemies. And a cross reference is in first Nephi chapter one, verse 20 halfway through, but behold, I Nephi will show unto you that the tender mercies of the Lord are over all those whom he hath chosen because of their faith to make them mighty, even unto the power of deliverance. For behold, thus saith the Lord, Helaman 7.23, I will not show unto the wicked of my strength to none more than the other, save it be unto those who repent of their sins and hearken unto my words. Now, therefore, I would that you should behold my brethren, that it shall be better for the Lamanites than for you, except ye shall repent. For behold, they are more righteous than you, for they have not sinned against that great knowledge which ye have received. Therefore, the Lord will be merciful unto them. Yea, he will lengthen out their days and increase their seed, even that thou shalt, even when thou shalt be utterly destroyed, except thou shalt repent. And woe be unto you because of that great abomination which has come among you. And ye have united yourselves unto it and to that secret band which was established by Gadianton. Now, we get a similar warning from Moroni in Ether chapter 8. And in Ether chapter 8, seeing our day and our generation, Moroni warns us against the exact same thing. <coughs> Ether 8, verse 23. Wherefore, O ye members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Gentiles, it is wisdom in God that these things should be shown unto you, that thereby ye may repent of your sins and suffer not that these murderous combinations shall get above you. Now, he's not talking about in political power and authority. He's already dealt with that. In these two verses, he's talking about in religious authority, which are built up to get power and gain. And the work, yea, even the work of destruction come upon you. Yea, even the sword of the justice of the eternal God shall fall upon you to your overthrow and destruction if you, if you shall suffer these things to be. So Moroni starts out with Latter-day Saints, do not let these Gideons get above you in church authority. And in verse 24, he says, but when they do, wherefore the Lord commandeth you when ye shall see these things come among you, that ye shall awake to a sense of your awful situation because of the secret combination, which shall be among you or woe be unto it because of the blood of them who have been slain for they cry from the dust for vengeance upon it. And also upon those who build it up going back to Helaman chapter 7. Verse 25. Yea, woe unto you because of that great abomination which has come upon you. And ye have united yourselves unto it. Yea, to that secret band which was established by Gadianton. The exact same warning given to the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints by Moroni. Yea, Woe shall come unto you because of that pride which ye have suffered to enter into your hearts, which has lifted you up beyond that which is good because of your exceedingly great riches. 
Yea, woe be unto you because of your wickedness and abominations. And except ye repent, ye shall perish. Yea, even your land shall be taken from you, and ye shall be destroyed from off the face of the earth. And may I make the comparison that that exact situation is being set up among the Latter-day Saints and among the peoples of North America and even the world. But it begins in the Lord's own house because of the greater light and knowledge that we have been privy to. Verse 29, Behold now, I do not say that these things shall be of myself, because it is not of myself that I know these things. But behold, I know that these things are true because the Lord God has made them known unto me. Therefore, I testify that they shall be. Chapter 8. And now it came to pass that when Nephi had said these words, behold, there were men who were judges who also belonged to the secret bat of Gadianton. And they were angry and they cried out against him saying unto the people, why do you not seize upon this man and bring him forth? That, we may, that he may be condemned according to the crime which he has done. Why seest thou this man and hearest him revile against this people, against our law? For behold, Nephi had spoken unto them concerning the corruptness of their law. Yea, many things did Nephi speak which cannot be written, and nothing did he speak which was contrary to the commandments of God. And those judges were angry with him because he spake plainly unto them concerning their secret works of darkness. Nevertheless, they durst not lay their hands upon him. For they feared the people, lest they should cry out against them. Therefore did they decry unto the people, saying, Why do you suffer this man to revile against us? For behold, he doth condemn all this people, even unto destruction. And also, that these are great cities shall be taken from us, that we shall have no place in them. And now we know that this is impossible, for behold, we are powerful, and our cities great, therefore our enemies can have no power over us. And it came to pass that they did stir up the people to anger against Nephi, and raise contentions among them. And there were some who did cry out, let this man alone, for he is a good man. And these things which he hath, which he saith, will surely come to pass, except we repent. And behold, all the judgments will come upon us, which he has testified unto us. And we know that he has testified aright unto us concerning our iniquities. And behold, they are many. And he knoweth as well as all things, which shall befall us as he knoweth of our iniquities. And behold, if he had not been a prophet, he could not have testified concerning those things. And it came to pass that those people who sought to destroy Nephi were compelled because of the fear which that they did not lay their hands on him. Therefore, he began again to speak unto them, seeing that he had gained much favor in the eyes of some, insomuch that the remainder of them did fear. Therefore, he was constrained to speak more unto them, saying, Behold, my brethren, have ye not read that God gave power unto one man, even Moses, to smite upon the waters of the Red Sea. And they parted and they parted hither and thither, insomuch that the Israelites, who were our fathers, came through upon dry ground, and the waters closed upon the armies of the Egyptians and swallowed them up. And now behold, if God gave unto this man such power, then why should ye dispute among yourselves and say that he hath given and say that he hath given unto me no power whereby I may know concerning the judgments that shall come upon you, except you repent. 
But behold, ye not only deny my words, but ye also deny all the words which have been spoken by our fathers, and also the words which were spoken by this man, Moses, who had such great power given unto him, yea, the words which he has spoken concerning the coming of the Messiah. Yea, did he not bear record that the Son of God should come? And as he lifted up the brazen serpent in the wilderness, even so shall he be lifted up who should come. And as many as should look upon that serpent should live, even so as many as should look upon the Son of God with faith, having a contrite spirit, might live even unto that life which is eternal. So again, Nephi declares the doctrine of Christ and that of a broken heart and contrite spirit. So faith, we normally define faith as what hope is. Hope is belief and trust. Faith is seeking after receiving and acting on revelation. And that's how we come to a knowledge of the new and everlasting covenant of what is required of us to offer up the sacrifice of a broken heart and contrite spirit. It's through faith. It's through the seeking after receiving and acting on revelation about what it means to offer up a broken heart and contrite spirit. And when we act upon that, we're exercising faith. And when we fully enter into this covenant, we receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is the qualification to receive eternal life or to become the sons and daughters of Christ. So verse 15 in Helaman 8 is all about the doctrine of Christ. And he says that Moses taught the doctrine of Christ, and he's about to give us a long list of prophets who have also declared the doctrine of Christ. Verse 16, And now behold, Moses did not only testify of these things, but also all the holy prophets from the day, from his days, even to the days of Abraham. Yea, and behold, Abraham saw of his coming, and was filled with gladness, and did rejoice. Yea, and behold, I see unto you that Abraham not only knew of these things, but there were many before the days of Abraham who were called by the order of God. Now, what is the order of God? It's the same as we read in Alma chapter 13. If we go to Alma 13, starting in verse 1. And again, my brethren, I would cite your minds forward to the time when the Lord God gave these commandments unto the children, unto his children. And I would that ye should remember that the Lord God ordained priests after his holy order, which was after the order of his son to teach these things unto the people. And those priests were ordained after the order of his son in a manner that thereby the people might know in what manner to look forward to his son for redemption. Now, these priests who are ordained after the holy order are high priests in the patriarchal order of Melchizedek priesthood or the second order of Melchizedek priesthood, which was restored to Joseph Smith on June 4th, 1831 at the Isaac Morley farm. And it took Joseph Smith uh, 12 years from the time of his ordination to having this priesthood sealed upon him, whereby he became a king and a priest 
unto the Most High God. Now, this order of the priesthood is talked about in many places, including in DNC 107. And although DNC 84 is mostly about the first order of Aaronic of Melchizedek priesthood, uh, there are mentions to the second order. And it's also discussed in JST Genesis 14 and in DNC 76, starting in verse 56. They are they who are priests and kings who have received of his fullness and of his glory and are priests of the Most High after the order of Melchizedek, which was after the order of Enoch, which was after the order of the only begotten Son. Wherefore, as it is written, they are God's little g, even the sons of God, big g. Verse 66, these are they who are come unto Mount Zion and are the city of the living God, the heavenly place, the holiest of all. These are they who have come to an innumerable company of angels and the general assembly and church of Enoch and the church of the firstborn. Well, as we find out in DNC 76 verses 53 and 54, we become a member of the church of the firstborn when we have our second comforter experience, when we come into Christ's presence in the fullness of his glory in the seventh heaven. This is not to have a vision of Christ. And this is not even to have Christ come down and visit us here. This is to have an ascension experience like Moses had when he went to the high mountain, not the earthly mountain, but a heavenly mountain. And Moses then became a member of the church of the firstborn. And when Moses and when Joseph Smith had the second order of Melchizedek priesthood sealed upon them, that's when they became kings and priests under the most high God. You know, this is the high priest in the holy order. And when one has that sealed upon them, they also become a member of the church of Enoch as referred to in verse 67, which is an ascension level uh, within the church of the firstborn of those who have become God, little G, even the sons of God, big G. And so back in Helaman chapter eight, Again, verse 18, yea, and behold, I say unto you that Abraham not only knew of these things, but there were many before the days of Abraham who were called by the order of God or the holy order, who were ordained as high priests in the patriarchal order of Melchizedek priesthood, as was Joseph Smith, but Brigham Young never was. Yea, even after the order of his son, and this that it should be shown unto the people, a great many thousand years before his coming, that even redemption should come unto them. And now I would that ye should know that even since the days of Abraham, there have been many prophets that have testified these things. And so now we're going to get a list of prophets who have testified concerning the doctrine of Christ as was just laid out in verse 15. And now I would, that ye should know that even since the days of Abraham, there have been many prophets that have testified of these things. Yea, behold, the prophet Zenos did testify boldly for which he was slain. And behold, also Zenoch and also Isaiah, and also Isaiah and Jeremiah, Jeremiah being that same prophet who testified of the destruction of Jerusalem. And now we know that Jerusalem was destroyed according to the words of Jeremiah. 
Oh, then, why not the Son of God come according to his prophecy? And now will ye dispute that Jerusalem was destroyed? Will ye say that the sons of Zedekiah were not slain, all except it were Mulek? Yea, and ye do not behold, and do ye not behold that the seed of Zedekiah? Now, Zedekiah was the king in Jerusalem at the time that Lehi left Jerusalem. And also Melek, um, one of his sons, or Mulek, one of his sons. And they were driven out of the land of Jerusalem, but behold, this is not all. Our father Lehi was driven out of Jerusalem because he testified of these things, or the doctrine of Christ. Nephi also testified of these things, and also almost all of our fathers, even down to this time. Yea, they have testified of the coming of Christ, and have looked forward, and have rejoiced in his day, which is to come. And the reason that they joyed in and testified of Christ is because the power that Christ would gain through his atonement, not only to overcome sin and death, but also to extend his hand to all of those who would become his sons and his daughters, that he might lift them up to where he and father are. And behold, verse 23, he is God. And he is with them, and he did manifest himself unto them that they were redeemed by him, and that they gave unto him glory because of that which is to come. And now, seeing ye know these things, and cannot deny them except ye shall lie, therefore in this ye have sinned, for ye have rejected all these things, notwithstanding so many evidences which ye have received, Yea, even ye have received all things, both things in heaven and all things which are in the earth, as a witness that they are true. But behold, ye have rejected the truth and rebelled against your holy God. And even at this time, instead of laying up for yourself treasures in heaven, where nothing doth corrupt and where nothing can come, which is unclean, ye are heaping up for yourselves wrath against the day of judgment. And even at this time, Ye are ripening because of your murders and your fornication and wickedness and everlasting destruction. Ye accept, ye repent. It will come unto you soon. Yea, behold, it is now even at your doors. And might I say, the very same things should be said unto us, even Latter-day Saints today. Yea, behold, it is now even at your doors. Yea, go ye unto the judgment seat and search. And behold, your judge is murdered, and he lieth in his blood. And he hath been murdered by his brother, who seeketh to sit in the judgment seat. And behold, they both belong to your secret band, whose author is Gadianton, the evil one, who seeketh to destroy the souls of men. Chapter 9. Behold, now it came to pass that when Nephi had spoken these words, certain men who were among them, ran to the judgment seat, yea, even there were five who went, and they said among themselves as they went, Behold, now we will know of a surety whether this man be a prophet of God, be a prophet, and God hath commanded him to prophesy such marvelous things unto us. Behold, we do not believe that he hath, yea, we do not believe that he is a prophet. Nevertheless, if this thing which he has said concerning the chief judge be true, that he be dead, then will we believe 
that the other words which he hath spoken are true. And it shall come to, and it came to pass that they ran in their might and they came unto the judgment seat and behold, the chief judge had fallen to the earth and did lie in his blood. And now behold, when they saw this, they were astonished exceedingly insomuch that they fell to the earth for they did, they had not believed the words which Nephi had spoken concerning the chief judge. And now when they saw that they, but now when they saw, they believed and fear came upon them. Lest all the judgments which Nephi had spoken should come upon the people. Therefore, they did quake and had fallen to the earth. Now, immediately when the judge had been murdered, he being stabbed by his brother by a garb of secrecy, and he fled. And the servants ran and told the people, raising the cry of murder among them. And behold, the people did gather themselves together unto the place of the judgment seat. And behold, to their astonishment, they saw those five men who had fallen to the earth. And now behold, the people knew nothing concerning the multitude who was gathered together at the garden of Nephi. Therefore, they said among themselves, these men are they who have murdered the judge. And God had smitten them that they could not flee from us. And it came to pass that they laid hold upon them and bound them and cast them into prison. And there was a proclamation sent abroad that the judge was slain and that the murderers had been taken and were cast into prison. Now it came to pass that on the morrow, the people did assemble themselves together to mourn and to fast at the burial of the great chief judge who had been slain. And thus also those judges who were at the garden of Nephi and had heard the words were also gathered together at the burial. And it came to pass that they inquired among the people saying, where are the five who were sent to inquire concerning the chief judge, whether he was dead? And they answered and said, concerning this five whom you say ye have sent, we know not, but there are five who are the murderers whom we have cast into prison. And it came to pass that the judges desired that they should be brought And they were brought and behold, they were the five who were sent and behold, the judges inquired of them to know concerning the matter. And they told them all that they had done saying, we ran and came to the place of the judgment seat. And when we saw all things, even as Nephi had testified, we were astonished insomuch that we fell to the earth. And when we were recovered from our astonishment, behold, they cast us into prison. Now, as for the murder of this man, we know not who has done it. And only this much we know, we ran and came according as ye desired. And behold, he was dead according to the words of Nephi. And now it came to pass that the judges did expound the matter unto the people and cry out against Nephi, saying, Behold, we know that this Nephi must have agreed with someone to slay the judge. And then he might declare it unto us that he might convert us unto his faith and that he might raise himself unto to be a great man chosen of God and a prophet. And now behold, we will detect this man and he shall confess his fault and make known unto us the true murderer of this judge. And it came to pass that the five were liberated on the day of burial. Nevertheless, they did rebuke the judges in the words which they had spoken against Nephi and did contend with them one by one insomuch that they did confound them. Nevertheless, they caused that Nephi should be taken and bound and brought before the multitude. And they began to question him in diverse ways that they might cross him that they might accuse him to death, saying unto him, Thou art confederate. Who is this man that hath done this murder? Now tell us and acknowledge thy fault, saying, Behold, here is money, and also we will grant unto thee thy life, if thou wilt tell us, and acknowledge the agreement which thou hast made with him. But Nephi said unto them, O ye fools, ye uncircumcised of heart, ye blind and ye stiff-necked people, do ye not know how long the Lord your God will suffer, that ye shall go, on in this way of your sin 
O ye ought to begin to howl and to mourn because of the great destruction at this time that doth await you, except ye shall repent. Behold, ye say that I have agreed with a man that he should murder Caesarum, our chief judge. But behold, I say unto you that this is because I have testified unto you that ye might know concerning this thing. Yea, even for a witness unto you that I did know of the wickedness and abominations which are among you. And because I have done this, ye say that I have agreed with a man that he should do this thing. Yea, because I have showed unto you this sign, ye are angry with me and seek to destroy my life. And now behold, I will show unto you another sign and see if ye will in this thing seek to destroy me. Behold, I say unto you, go to the house of Seantum, who is the brother of Caesarum. And I say, and say unto him, has Nephi, the pretended prophet, who did prophesy so much evil concerning this people, agreed with thee in the which ye have murdered Caesarum, who is your brother? And behold, he shall say unto you, nay, and ye shall say unto him, have ye murdered your brother? And he shall stand with fear and wist not what to say. And behold, he shall deny unto you, and he shall make as if he were astonished. Nevertheless, he shall declare unto you that he is innocent. But behold, ye shall examine him, and ye shall find blood upon the skirt of his cloak. And when ye have seen this, ye shall say, From whence cometh this blood? Do we not know that it is the blood of your brother? And then shall he tremble, and shall look pale, even as if death had come upon him. And then shall ye say, Because of this fear and this paleness which has come upon your face, behold, we know that thou art guilty. And then shall greater fear come upon him. And then shall he confess unto you and deny no more that he has done this murder. And then shall he say unto you that I, Nephi, know nothing concerning the matter, save it were given unto me by the power of God. And then shall ye know that I am an honest man and that I am sent unto you from God. And it shall come to pass that they, and it came to pass that they went and did, even according as Nephi had said unto them. And behold, the words which he had said were true. For according to the words he did deny, and also according to the words he did confess. And he was brought to prove that he himself was the very murderer, insomuch that the five were set at liberty, and also was Nephi. And there were some of the Nephites who believed on the words of Nephi. And there were also, and there were some also who believed because of the testimony of the five, for they had been converted while they were in prison. And now there were some among the people who said that Nephi was a prophet. And there were others who said, behold, he is a God. And except he was a God, he could not know of all these things. For behold, he has told us the thoughts of our hearts. And also he has told us things. And even he has brought unto our knowledge the true murder of our chief judge. Chapter 10. And it came to pass that there arose a division among the people insomuch that they divided hither and thither and went their ways, leaving Nephi alone as he was standing in the midst of them. And it came to pass that Nephi went his way toward his own house, pondering upon the things which the Lord had shown unto him. And it came to pass that he was thus pondering because being much cast down because of the wickedness of the people of the Nephites, their secret works of darkness and their murderings and their plunderings and all manner of iniquities. And it came to pass that he was, as he was thus pondering in his heart, behold, a voice came unto him saying, blessed art thou Nephi for those things which thou hast done. For I have beheld that thou hast with unwearingness declared the word, which I have given unto thee, unto this people. And thou hast not feared them 
and hast not sought thy own life, but hast sought my will and to keep my commandments. And now because thou hast done this with such unweariness, behold, I will bless thee forever, and I will make thee mighty in word and in deed, in faith and in works, yea, even that all things shall be done unto thee according to thy word. For thou shalt not ask that which is contrary to my will. Behold, thou art Nephi, and I am God. Behold, I declare it unto thee in the presence of mine angels, that ye shall have power over this people, and shall smite the earth with famine and with pestilence, and destruction according to the wickedness of this people. Behold, I give unto you power that whatsoever ye shall seal on earth shall be sealed in heaven. And whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And thus shall ye have power among this people. And thus, if ye shall say unto this temple, it shall be rent in twain, it shall be done. And if ye shall say unto this mountain, be thou cast down and become smooth, it shall be done. And behold, if ye shall say that God shall smite this people, it shall come to pass. And now behold, I command you that ye shall go and declare unto this people, that thus saith the Lord God, who is the Almighty, except ye repent, ye shall be smitten even unto destruction. Now, what is happening here? Mo- <clears throat> Nephi is being given the sealing power, which is having the patriarchal order of the Melchizedek priesthood sealed upon him. And we read about this order of the priesthood in DNC 76 and in Alma 13. And We can also read about it in JST, Genesis 14, verse 25. And Melchizedek lifted up his voice and blessed Abram. Now, Melchizedek was a man of faith who wrought righteousness. And when a child, he feared God and stopped the mouth of lions and quenched the violence of fire. And thus, having been approved of God, he was ordained a high priest after the order of the covenant which God made with Enoch it being after the order of the Son of God, which order came not by man nor the will of man, neither by father nor mother, neither the beginning of days nor end of years, but of God. And it was delivered unto men by the calling of his own voice, according to his own will, unto as many as believed on his name. Now, Nephi had already been ordained to the holy order And now he has passed all of the associated tests that this priesthood might be sealed upon him. And it's sealed upon him by the voice of God. For God, having sworn unto Enoch and unto his seed with an oath by himself, that everyone being ordained after this order and calling should have power by faith to break up mountains, to divide the seas, to dry up the waters, to turn them out of their course, to put it defiance the armies of nations, to divide the earth, to break every band, to stand in the presence of God, to do all things according to his will, according to his commands, subdue principalities and powers. And this by the will of the Son of God, which was from the, before the foundation of the world. And men having this faith, coming up unto this order of God, were translated and taken up to heaven. Now, this is the ascension level of a translated being. Now, whether or not you're actually translated when you have the patriarchal order of Melchizedek priesthood sealed upon you depends upon your mission. So Joseph Smith had this sealed upon him in 1843. 
but translation wasn't yet part of his mission. For the work that he had to do and has yet to do is the work of heavy lifting. And the work of heavy lifting can only be done by flesh and blood. And as soon as one is translated, um, they become an assistant to flesh and blood, no longer able to do the heavy lifting because they're not subject to fatigue, hunger, thirst, pain, or the buffetings of Satan. And as Joseph returns, not as a translated being, but as flesh and blood to do the heavy lifting, to finish the restoration of the fullness of the gospel, which got cut short during his first ministry to lead the saints on an end time exodus to meet up with Enoch, the return of his city and establishing new Jerusalem and to direct the, direct the going forth of those who also become high priests in the Holy order to the four quarters of the earth to finish the gathering of Israel. Helaman chapter 10, verse 6. Behold, thou art Nephi, and I am God. Behold, I declare it unto thee in the presence of mine angels, that ye shall have power over this people, and shall smite the earth with famine and with pestilence and destruction, according to the wickedness of this people. And behold, I give unto you power that whatsoever ye shall seal on earth shall be sealed in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And thus shall ye have power among this people. And thus, if ye shall say unto this temple, it shall be rent in twain, it shall be done. And if ye shall say unto this mountain, be thou cast down and become smooth, it shall be done. And behold, if ye shall say that God shall smite this people, it shall come to pass. And now behold, I command you that ye shall go and declare unto this people that thus saith the Lord God, who is the almighty, except ye repent, ye shall be smitten even unto destruction. And behold, now it came to pass that when the Lord had spoken these words unto Nephi, he did stop and did not go unto his own house, but did return unto the multitudes who were scattered about upon the face of the land and began to declare unto them the word of the Lord, which had been spoken unto him concerning their destruction, if they did not repent. Now behold, notwithstanding this great miracle, which Nephi had done in telling them concerning the death of the chief judge, they did harden their hearts and did not hearken unto the words of the Lord. Therefore Nephi did declare unto them the word of the Lord, saying, Except ye repent, thus saith the Lord, ye shall be smitten even unto destruction. And it came to pass that when Nephi had declared unto them the word, behold, they did still harden their hearts, and would not hearken unto his words. Therefore they did revile against him, and did seek to lay their hands upon him, that they might cast him into prison. And behold, the power of God was with him, and they could not take him to cast him into prison, for he was taken by the Spirit and conveyed away out of the midst of them. And it came to pass that thus he did go forth in the Spirit from multitude to multitude, declaring the word of God, even until he had declared it unto them or sent it forth among all the people. And this is one of the powers that is endowed upon a man who ascends to having this priesthood sealed upon him. And this will be precisely 
how those will travel to the four quarters of the earth once New Jerusalem has been established, who have also been ordained and sealed to this order of the priesthood. And it came to pass that thus he did go forth in the spirit from multitude to multitude, declaring the word of God, even until he had declared it unto them all or sent it forth among all the people. And it came to pass that they would not hearken unto his words and inasmuch, and there began to be contentions insomuch that there they were divided against themselves and began to slay one another with the sword. And thus ended the 70 and first year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. Chapter 11. And now it came to pass that in the 72nd year of the reign of the judges, that the contentions did increase insomuch that there were wars throughout all the land among the people of Nephi. And it was the secret band of robbers who did carry on this work of destruction and wickedness. And this war did last all that year. And in the 73rd year, it did also last. And it came to pass that in this year, Nephi did cry unto the Lord, saying, O Lord, do not suffer that this people shall be destroyed by the sword. But, O Lord, rather, let there be a famine in the land to stir them up in remembrance of the Lord their God, and perhaps they will repent and turn unto it. And may I suggest this is an example of how a man who has had the patriarchal order of Melchizedek priesthood sealed upon him exercises power in that priesthood. Notice that he does not just go forth declaring uh, what shall be, but he takes his plan to father and asks father to ratify his plan. And verse five, verse four again, O Lord, do not suffer that this people shall be destroyed by the sword, but O Lord, Rather, let there be a famine in the land to stir them up in remembrance of the Lord their God. And perhaps they will repent and turn unto thee. And so it was done according to the words of Nephi. And there was a great famine upon the land among all the people of Nephi. And thus in the 74th year of the famine did continue. And the work of destruction did cease by the sword, but became sore by famine. And this work of destruction did also continue in the 75th year. For the earth was smitten that it was dry and did not yield forth grain in the season of grain. And the whole earth was smitten even among the Lamanites as well among the Nephites so that they were smitten that they did perish by thousands in the more wicked parts of the land. And it came to pass that the people saw that they were about to perish by famine. And they began to remember the Lord their God. And they began to remember the words of Nephi. And the people began to plead with their chief judge and their leaders that they would say unto Nephi, behold, we know that thou art a man of God and therefore cry unto the Lord, our God, that he turn away from us this famine, lest all the words which thou hast spoken concerning our destruction be fulfilled. And it came to pass that the judges did say unto Nephi, according to the words which had been desired. And it came to pass that when Nephi saw that the people had repented and did humble themselves in sackcloth and cried unto the Lord saying, he cried unto the Lord saying, O Lord, behold, this people repenteth. Another example of how power in the patriarchal order of Melchizedek priesthood is exercised. O Lord, behold, this people repenteth. And they have swept away the band of Gadianton from amongst them, insomuch that they have become extinct, and they have concealed their secret plans in the earth. Now, O Lord, because of this, their humility 
wilt thou turn away thine anger and let thine anger be appeased in the destruction of those wicked men whom thou hast already destroyed. O Lord, wilt thou turn away thine anger, yea, thy fierce anger, and cause that this famine may cease in this land. O Lord, wilt thou hearken unto me and cause that it may be done according to my words and send forth rain upon the face of the earth that she may bring forth fruit and that her grain in the season of grain. O Lord, thou didst hearken unto my words when I said, let there be a famine that pestilence of the sword might cease. And I know that thou wilt even at this time hearken unto my words for thou saidest that if this people will repent, I will spare them. Yea, O Lord, and thou seest that they have repented because of the famine and the pestilence and the destruction which has come unto them. And may I suggest that this is a pattern of how to ask and how to knock and how to have our prayers answered. That, you know, we present our case before the Lord as if he was a judge and that we present all the points to him and, you know, ask him to rule in our favor. Verse 16, and now, O Lord, wilt thou turn away thine anger? Try again if they will, and try again to see if they will serve thee. And if so, O Lord, thou canst bless them according to thy words, which thou hast said. And it came to pass that in the seventy and sixth year of the Lord, he did turn away his anger from the people and caused that rain should fall upon the earth insomuch that it did bring forth her fruit in the season of her fruit. And it came to pass that it bring forth grain in the season of her grain. And behold, the people did rejoice and glorify God. And the whole face of the land was filled with rejoicing. And they did no more seek to destroy Nephi, but they did esteem him as a great prophet and a man of God, having great power and authority given unto him from God. And behold, Lehi, his brother was not a whit behind him as to things pertaining to righteousness. And thus it did come to pass that the people of Nephi began to prosper again in the land and began to build up their waste places and began to multiply and spread even until they did cover the whole face of the land, both on the northward and on the southward, from the sea west to the sea east. And it came to pass that the 76th year did end in peace and the 77th year began in peace and the church had spread throughout the face of all the land. And the more part of the people, both the Nephites and the Lamanites did belong to the church and they did have exceedingly great peace in the land. And thus ended the 70 and seventh year. And also they had peace in the 70 and eighth year, save it were for a few contentions concerning points of doctrine, which had been laid down by the prophets. And this in the 70 ninth year, there began to be much strife. And it came to pass that Nephi and Lehi and many of their brethren who knew concerning the true points of doctrine, having many revelations daily, therefore they did preach unto the people insomuch that they did put an end to their strife in that same year. You know, again, um, there is true doctrine and it's not anything goes and whatsoever a man would believe or not believe or teach or not, that does not make it true. It is only true if it is given by God and in alignment with his will. And Nephi and Lehi went forth correcting the false doctrine, which 
was rampant among the people. Verse 24, and it came to pass that the 18th year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi, there were a certain number of the dissenters from the people of Nephi who had some years before gone over to the Lamanites and had taken upon them the name of Lamanites. And also a certain number who were real descendants of Lamanites being stirred up to anger by them or by those dissenters. Therefore they commenced a war with their brethren and they did commit murder and plunder. And then they would retreat back into the mountains and into the wilderness and secret places, holding themselves that they could not be discovered, receiving daily an addition to their numbers insomuch as there were dissenters that went forth unto them. And thus in time, yea, even in the space of not many years, they became an exceedingly great band of robbers. And they did search out all the secret plans of Gadianton. And thus they became robbers of Gadianton. Now behold, these robbers did make great havoc, yea, even great destruction among the people of Nephi and also among the people of the Lamanites. And it came to pass that it was expedient that there should be a stop put to the work of destruction. Therefore, they sent an army of strong men into the wilderness upon the mountains to search out this band of robbers and to destroy them. And behold, it came to pass that in the same year, they were driven back into their own lands and thus ended the 18th, the 18th year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. And it came to pass that in the commencement of the 81st year, that they did go forth again against the band of robbers and to destroy many. And they were also visited with much destruction. And they were again obliged to return out of the wilderness and out of the mountains unto their own lands because of the exceedingly great greatness of the numbers of those robbers who infested the mountains and the wilderness. And it came to pass that thus ended this year. And the robbers did still increase and wax strong insomuch that they did defy the whole armies of Nephites and also the Lamanites. And they did cause great fear to come among the people upon the face of all the land. Yea, for they did visit many parts of the land and did do great destruction unto them. Yea, they did kill many and did carry away others captive into the wilderness. Yea, and more especially their women and children. Now this great evil which came unto the people because of their iniquity did stir them up again in remembrance of the Lord their God. And thus ended the 80 and first year of the reign of the judges. And in the 80 and second year of the reign, they began again to forget the Lord their God. And in the 80 and third year, they began to wax strong in iniquity. And the 80 and fourth year, they did not mend their ways. And it came to pass that in the 80 and fifth year, they did wax stronger and stronger in their pride and in their wickedness. And thus they were ripening again for destruction. And thus ended the 80 and fifth year. And we will conclude in chapter 12, which is lessons learned from this pride cycle of the Nephites and the Lamanites. Verse 1. And thus we can behold how false and also the unsteadiness of the hearts of the children of men Yea, we can see that the Lord in his great infinite goodness doth bless and prosper those who put their trust in him. Yea, and we see at the very time when he doth prosper his people. Yea, in the increase of their fields and their flocks and their herds and their gold and their silver and all manner of precious things of every kind and art, sparing their lives and delivering them out of the hands of their enemies, softening the hearts of the enemies that they should not declare wars against them. Yea, and find doing all these things for the welfare and happiness of his people. Yea, then 
is the time that they do harden their hearts and to forget the Lord their God and to trample under the feet of the Holy One. Yea, and this because of their ease and their exceedingly great prosperity. And thus we see that except the Lord doth chasten his people with many afflictions, yea, except he doth visit them with death and with terror and with famine and with all manner of pestilence, they will not remember him. Oh, how foolish and how vain and how evil and devilish and how quick to do iniquity and how slow to do good are the children of men. Yea, how quick to hearken unto the words of the evil one and to set their hearts upon the vain things of the world. Yea, how quick to be lifted up in the pride. Yea, how quick to boast and to do all manner of iniquity and how slow they are to remember the Lord their God and to give ear unto his counsel. Yea, how slow to walk in wisdom's path. Behold, they do not desire that the Lord their God who hath created them should rule and reign over them. Notwithstanding his great goodness and his mercy toward them, they do set at not his counsels and they will not that he should be their guide. Oh, how great the nothingness of the children of men. Yea, even they are less than the dust of the earth. For behold, the dust of the earth moveth hither and thither to the dividing asunder at the command of our great and everlasting God. And behold, at his voice, to the hills and the mountains tremble and quake. And by the power of his voice, they are broken up and become smooth and even like unto a valley. Yea, by the power of his voice, doth the whole earth shake. Yea, by the power of his voice, do the foundations rock even to the very center. Yea, and if he say unto the earth, move, it be moved. Yea, if he say unto the earth, thou shalt go back, that it lengthen out the days for many hours, it is done. And thus, according to his word, the earth goeth back, and it appeareth unto man that the sun standeth still. And behold, this is so, for surely it is the earth that moveth and not the sun. And behold, also, if he say unto the waters of the great deep, be thou dried up, it is done. Behold, if he say unto this mountain, be thou raised up and come over and fall upon that city that it be buried up, behold, it is done. And behold, if a man hide up a treasure in the earth, and the Lord shall say, let it be accursed because of the iniquity of him who hath hid it up, behold, it shall be accursed. And if the Lord shall say, be thou accursed, that no man shall find thee from this time henceforth and forever, behold, no man getteth it henceforth and forever. And behold, if the Lord shall say unto a man, because of thine iniquities, thou shalt be accursed forever, it shall be done. And if the Lord shall say, because of thine iniquities, thou shalt be cut off from my presence. He will cause that it shall be so. And woe unto him to whom he shall say this, for it shall be unto him that will do iniquity. And he cannot be saved, therefore, for this cause, that men might be saved, hath repentance been declared. Therefore, blessed are they who will repent and hearken unto the voice of the Lord their God. For these are they that shall be saved. And may God grant in his gratefulness that men might be brought unto repentance and good works that they might be restored unto grace for grace according to their works. And I would that all men might be saved. But we read that in the great and last day, that there are some who shall be cast out. Yea, who shall be cast off from the presence of the Lord. Yea, who shall be consigned to a state of endless misery, fulfilling the words which say, they that have done good shall have everlasting life, and they that have done evil shall have everlasting damnation. And thus it is. Amen. And one last comment. 
they that have done good. Now, we, we often define as good to keep a list of commandments. But that is not how God is defining good in this context. Good in this context is coming unto Jesus Christ with a broken heart and contrite spirit and receiving by revelation the terms of that sacrifice, not only to hear, but also to do. And we must do likewise in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.